energy you're gonna have tonight, Josh. I said back in back in the previous year or back in the previous pods, you were much more energetic. How's tonight gonna go? Right, Thirty minutes Pardon before me. we're gonna leave, just you give me the up. heads up. I'll go to the bathroom, Deep crap the booze plus. out, oh have a mint, and want one to go. I passed. I passed. Oh man, I got a deep blood. This is, this is a more accurate representation of how tonight's going to go for me. I wish we'd known each other. This is a little awkward. Soundboard's up, so whatever button you're pushing should be working. I wish you could just shut your big yapper! Why did it take you so long to it's push It's not that? the one I pushed. Oh. You're pushing 60% of the time, it works every time. Oh, that's not working? How oh, ironic, Josh. I guess this must be one of those 40 percents. See what I did there? Must be one of the 40 percents. I do. Math. All right, let's do this. Okay, we've already been recording for a minute, but that, that that's worth keeping in for sure. This this is a pod that doesn't matter. This is a bonus pod. This is postseason. But we're still going to start with a song. Star Wars theme song. I like it. Fuck off. This has nothing to do with Star Wars. This is the ecstasy of gold from the good, the bad, and the ugly, you uncultured swine. Clint Eastwood, get at me. Who? Get the fuck out of my basement right now. See, if you remember, Josh, this is a callback to episode 5, when you played a bunch of sounders while the song was playing. This is like our intro to the season. Oh yeah, that's right, because then I did the yes! Years later, a doctor will tell me that I have an IQ of 48, and I'm what some people call mentally retarded. Touched the wrong fader there, Josh. No one will ever know, though. Except everyone now that I said it. Edit that part out? No, we're keeping everything that just happened. We are two minutes in. Four minutes till we're done. I know. Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix Podcast. This is one of the bonus pods we talked about. Pew, pew, pew. So technically, to us, our season is over. Um, we'll record one more time. And then uh, we'll be off for only two months, really. And then we'll probably record in March when free agency kicks up. We'll either do two, one pre-agency predictions, and then post-pre-agency, or just do one post-free agency. We'll see. Um, but yeah, you can always, or there's going to be segment times in the description below. You can um, email us if you want, hiddenoaksoverdosegmail.com, facebook.com slash hoodpod, um, Levi Oki, you're beautiful. Thank you for the art. Um, we planned on doing the show anyways, but this show was uh, especially requested by one friend of ours, uh, one good friend of ours, Kyle, Mr. Jevnager. Um, so just a shout out to Kyle if you listen to this. I know you, this is something you had asked for. So hopefully you listen. If not, I understand because uh, you talk to us all the time and I wouldn't want to listen to me more than I had to. So anyways, here we are, Josh, and I uh, didn't really have like an intro or how are you uh, section. I figured we'd just get right into the meat and potatoes of the things. Um, and just to, you know, start talking the recaps of the seasons. You're a Packers fan. I'm a Vikings fan. And since your team was worse, I figured I'd let you go first. Yeah, I'm Josh. I waved. Um, Hi, folks. <laughs> so yeah, I guess I wasn't ready. I was reading stuff on Reddit. Sorry. What are we doing? <sighs> Recapping. Well, Josh, the agenda is pretty clear. Do you know how to read? Ooh, yikes. Let's try again.
What button are you pressing? Number two? Yeah, I got nothing, Josh. I don't fucking know. Well, so. you know, production errors happens all the time when you got somebody named... It's called reading. Top to bottom, left to right. Group words together as a sentence. Take Tylenol for any headaches. Might offer any cramps. Shut up. Shut up. I'm all out of Tylenol, so we're just going to skip my part. Unacceptable. All right. So talking about Packers, um, that's a football team in Green Bay. At least it was. <laughs> I mean, Sorry. They're not moving anywhere. It's more likely that Minnesota moves out of Minnesota before Green Bay moves out of Green Bay. They've already been there 100 years. They're getting stale and moldy, Josh. Well, you know, it's cheese and wine, like a fine wine. Gets better with age. Does it? I don't know. Aaron Rodgers isn't getting better with age, to tell you that much. <laughs> Zinger again! How does he do it? Zing, zing, zah! Sorry. I mean, sure, he may not be getting better with age, but when you're already number one, you can't get any better. So he's not getting better is all I heard nope. you say. See, what he's doing is he's having a down year this year just so he can come back next year and throw 45,000 touchdowns, 16 million yards, and... Then week two happens. Oh, I've heard this one before. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like overly tired right now. I was falling asleep on the way here. Well, you know, maybe you should have because there's plenty of medians you could have hit. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sorry, I'll stop interrupting. You talk back. I mean, now. I guess In if I want to recap, fashion. I don't know if I want to go. I'm not going to go week by week because I don't want to bore people with my no. ugly voice. Right. Um, but it, overall, it was a disappointing season. I'll be the first to admit it. Coming, you know, you said week one was a storybook game for green bay straight out of a disney movie and it was totally rigged how do you feel about the rest of the season gar the rest of the packers season yeah how do you feel about it after you after you texted me disney wrote that game plan and you know it you know whatever you said i, I, mean, I didn't say it quite that sassily but i definitely i know i never even texted you about it it came up on the pod because i didn't want to text you about it because i figured you'd have a oh, that's sassy true. response that's right. But I was like, that game seemed rigged to me, and then you agreed with me. Um, just because it was a cool story. You know, it's a season opener, 100th season anniversary. Um, obviously, it didn't go too well for the pack after that. Whose fault that is, it's hard to say for sure. Um, Rodgers is you know, still a very talented quarterback, and he he was pretty smart with the ball still, but he definitely missed more throws this year than I think he probably ever has. I can agree um, to that. Yeah, he would, like I said, he was smart with the ball, so it's not like he, was th- he wasn't cutlering and he wasn't throwing picks every other play. If he was missing, he'd be missing outside or inside or wherever the defender wasn't. But I, I think definitely, he had two picks all year. Probably, yeah. Maybe some touchdowns. I'm not going to pull up the stats. I'm too lazy on that. Um, you know, he didn't play week 17. He played two series, and then I think he got a concussion. Yep. They're saying he might need off-season knee surgery because of his knee that he hurt week one. Um, so that's fun. I mean, at least he played through the full year. Um, well, for the most part, I guess. Um, just thinking back to some of the games, you know, you say week one seemed rigged. I say the rest of the season was rigged against the Packers. Could have been. No, um, <laughs> but it was overall very disappointing. Rodgers definitely looked off at times. And, and, you know, with that knee injury, who knows, could have been affecting his throwing motion. There were definitely a few plays where it looks like he couldn't fall through with it. Um, once he got his legs back, you seem to have some better games. Um, I read a stat somewhere, and, and actually I forgot the actual number, but on 53 of his sacks, 40-plus were on plays that lasted longer than two and a half seconds. So he was holding on to the ball for a long time. Um, I mean, two and a half seconds, it doesn't seem like a long time, but when you're in the NFL, that is pretty much a long time. Um, there, I think it's usually like a second, 1.5 seconds is kind of a standard drop back. If you're the Minnesota Vikings, it's 0.25. Um, but we're lucky to get that easy yeah, guy. But um, it it was a uh, rough year. He definitely was smarter with the ball. He, they had... 
They said he had more throwaways at like week 12 of the season than he did in all of his previous years already. Um, that was him. They're, the wide receivers aren't getting separation. Obviously, it's a young guy thing. Geronimo Allison went out. Cobb hey, was injured. that keyboard. Sorry. Geronimo Allison. Geronimo Allison. Um, he went on IR. Him and Rodgers had a rapport. Um, Cobb was injured most of the season, so it was really just Devontae who was a regular, um, which is why I have the note in here, Devonta Adams is bay. Never mind. You can have it back. Played the full season. Had, you know, one of the better wide receiver years that um, in Green Bay history. Um, I know last pod we talked about him um, tying a record of um, Nelson's, but that didn't happen because I don't think Adams played. I think he was out as well with an injury. Um, it was, you know, he had a great season. He was kind of the lone bright spot. Him and then Aaron Jones' resurgence um, once they started giving him the rock. Um I know he went down week 16 with a knee injury, but then they deact or put him on IR, and I think it was more of just say we don't care anymore because we're not going to make the playoffs. Um, but off season, you know, with the draft, three wide receivers, two of them looked promising. Didn't see much out of Jamon Moore. We signed Jimmy Graham, who didn't have that great of a season, but it's one of those. It's a new scheme for him, a new quarterback. So you know, building that rapport. So he has two more years on that deal. It was a new scheme for the whole team, wasn't it? Yeah. For the most, I mean, didn't I mean McCarthy play calling for the majority of the season is. Oh, was he okay? I mean, it was run on first down, run on second down, hope Aaron gets it out on third down, and then punt on fourth down. That's, I just summed up the entire Packer season and however many sentences that Why was. Why have you been talking this long if it only took you three sentences? I guess or four, whatever. Um, other off-season moves, you know, we brought in Brashad Breland halfway through the season. He was hurt, came off that injury that. Kazrin did not get signed, so hopefully they'd bring him back, see what he can do on a cheap deal. Um, Mo Wilkerson went to IR early on. He was supposed to be a good run stopper. Um, Kenny Clark, Mike Daniels. So we had quite a few injuries during the season. Um, and then we lost Nelson, who actually put up better stats than all of the Green Bay wide receivers besides Devonta Adams in Oakland. So he apparently lost his step. So And that was with Derek. I put eyeliner on before every game car. And then um, he's just trying to look cool, man. Got to look good for the cameras, you know. Get some pussy. I have nothing to say to that ridiculous comment. Um, but yeah, so I mean, overall, it was a disappointing season. Obviously, my prediction earlier in the year, um, I think I said twelve and four. Look, you know, yikes! But I also said that that could go four games either way. <laughs> so yeah. you said, I mean, you should have the spreadsheet in front of you. That's gonna be the main part of our show. You did say twelve and four, though. Yep. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, firing McCarthy was a plus. Everyone's saying, oh, well, who's going to – what's Josh going to blame now? You know, I'm talking about the Coon Rapids kids. What's what Josh are gonna, you going to blame now? Well, I'm blaming McCarthy's play calling, the stale play calling there. I don't think we have as much talent surrounding Rodgers as we need, and that's why I'm hoping these wide receivers develop and maybe some free agent moves um, in the offseason. And then a new coaching system. But the defense did much better this year than they did last year. Um, and so hopefully Petten sticks around. We give him another year and see what he does. I have nothing else for the Packers season. It was kind of an ugly year. Yeah, definitely could have been better. Um, and we'll talk predictions later. So that, that's all you got for the recap you said? T. All right. Uh, I'll move on to the Vikings then, and I won't bore too many people with uh, Vikings offseason moves because I'd say the great majority of our listeners are Vikings fans. And when I say that, I mean like 40%, a.k.a. two-fifths um, or three-fifths. I guess I don't know. I don't, I don't track it. but um, So they pretty much know Cousins comes in. You know, We got Coach Sperano dead. We got 
uh, Filippo fired during the season. But we hired him in the offseason. All that stuff happened. All the Vikings fans know about that already. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start by reading my Why Your Team Sucks submission to Drew Marjorie because it is scary to me kind of how this reflects kind of what happened this year. Um, so I'll just read it for you. This is how I know deep down I'm a broken human I'm doing a great job so far. I can't believe I didn't make the article. This is how I know deep down I'm a broken human being thanks to my football team. The quarterback I've been most excited about since Brett Favre was Joe Webb. Not Bridgewater, Bradford, Keenum, Cousins, or Ponder. Joe fucking Webb excited me like no other. I was so excited about his potential and begged then-coach Leslie Frazier to double down on this man. Then the dumpster fire of Ponder and even Josh Freeman broke me. I refuse to get excited about anything Vikings-related now. Zimmer is a hell of a coach. We certainly don't deserve him. And going into 2018, we look to be a top NFL team and are poised to make the playoffs with ease. Every friend of mine is pumped. They couldn't be more optimistic heading into 2018. Not me. I refuse. This team has always and always this team has always and will always find a way to fuck everything up. We only seem like a respectable franchise when we are seen as an underdog with a chip on our shoulder. In quotes. Grow up. We have no idea how to act like a team with a shit together. No combination of owner, coach, or player can ever fix that. We need to implode, rebuild, have one good but not good enough season, and repeat. So go ahead, Vikings fans. Be excited for 2018. Live in the bliss while you still can. I'll be over here, still thinking about Joe fucking Webb, waiting for it all to come crashing down yet again. I think that pretty much sums up the 2018 season, Josh. I think you're right. Now, I didn't know you were reading your input on there. Did we ever go over mine? Because yours wasn't in the article. Mine was. Yeah. No, I mean, if you want to read real quick, you okay, can. Okay, I'm going to... Hello, fans. It's Josh again, the Packers fan on this podcast. I'm going to go back and read my input into why your team sucks for the Green Bay Packers. I feel like this is actually kind of fitting besides the January part of it. Um, so <clears throat> take one. Mike McCarthy gets praised as a great head coach, but he's a mustacheless Andy Reid, and no matter what you say, I'm convinced those two mediocre excuses of coaches go on a cross-country barbecue tour each offseason. It probably starts in the middle of January, which requires both of them to squander the hopes of all postseason, any postseason run in the first or second round every year. On the bright side, Dom Capers was fired, and I won't have to go... I won't have to look at his complete disaster of a game plan as he scribbles and crayon on the tablecloth of the press box. Instead, I get the guy who once coached Johnny Manziel right into rehab. Me again. Screw you, Brandon Bostick. Mike McCarthy must have promised you some of that cornbread to botch that onside kick. Yours was a lot Short and sweet. Yeah, so yours was a lot shorter and sweeter, but I enjoy it. But, yeah. So, if Andy Reid... I'm, I'm still convinced if the Chiefs lose in the first round of the playoffs... I'm going to search Kansas City barbecue tours and I'm guaranteed Andy Reid's going to be on the front front of the website holding holding a giant rib in his hands. Hell yeah, dude. That'd be awesome though. Mike McCarthy holding him on his shoulders. There's no way Mike McCarthy can hold up Andy Reid. What are you saying? Well, I don't know. Photoshop. Sure. Uh, so thank you, Josh, for reading that. So I don't want to be all doom and gloom, but I'm also going to pay, play a clip from our podcast number five when I was discussing the Vikings. This isn't that long. I think it's like a minute, maybe a minute and a half. 
Yeah, no, that's fair. I have them at nine and seven again in my in my predictions here. We'll talk about the playoff scenarios in a little bit, but I have Minnesota missing the playoffs. I don't give a shit how good this team looks on paper. Minnesota will find one way or another to fuck it up. We're not a team that sustains success, not since Bud Grant. So, one way or another, either Cousins gets hurt or the old line is literally paper mache. Whatever happens, nine and seven is mainly riding the defense. I don't give a shit. We're we're missing the playoffs for sure. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Again, it's scary. So my prediction was pretty close. We were eight, seven, and one. I did not predict a tie. Um, but so yeah, I mean the Vikings, and it's really a shame to Zimmer because I like Zimmer a whole lot. Like if Zimmer were here for the next thirty years, I think I could still be a happy Vikings fan unless we went like six and seven or six and uh, ten every year. But well, you can get the Kurt, Kurt Cousins record seven and nine every year. Josh, that's what we're shooting for. He overperformed this year, and we're all a little pissed. So now about he's going to come back to the average, right? And so next year he's going to go five and eleven, hopefully. Um, but so yeah, I mean, obviously coming into the season, I refused to build into the hype. We were thirteen and three last year, NFC Championship game. Obviously, we got stomped in the NFC Championship game, so that left a sour taste in my mouth. And uh, I try and keep myself a logical Vikings fan. I try not to get buy into the hype. Um, if I did, maybe my life would be a little more exciting and I'd enjoy football just a little bit more. But um, I don't know whether it's the organization or the combination of everything we got, but this organization just cannot sustain success. Not since Bud Grant, like I said, in, uh, in my submission to why your team sucks. So um, it's unfortunate how the season turned out. I kind of saw it coming. And again, I, that's really a shame to Zimmer because I think Zimmer is a great human being. Um, time will tell if he's not a great football coach he's done okay for us so far nothing super spectacular since we haven't won a super bowl nothing god awful yet except for his first year and that's when you inherit the team so that's on a total fair judgment but um obviously d flippo didn't work out that was tragic cousins is still a big question mark for a lot of people um you know is he worth uh what is it 84 million dollars most people would say no at this point um football is supposed to be a team game so i don't think we expected cousins to come in and be an aaron Rodgers caliber player um it's supposed to be a more complete game with running and protection and defense and special teams so um zim's final press conference i try and watch all zim's press conferences um zim did his final press conference i think it was yesterday or today i'm not sure Anyways, in that he talked about, he, I don't want to say Zim made an excuse for the season, but he talked about how the team was never really the same after the death of uh, coach Tony Sperano, um, which is very unfortunate. I don't want to take the death of any individual lightly, let alone uh, someone who was so revered as he was. But it's kind of, I don't want to say it's a lame excuse, but to let... I mean that's supposed to be able to something you're that's supposed to be something you're able to overcome. Um, I can understand why the O line might uh, you know be a little more down when when their coach dies going right before the season, but um, to kind of put things on that, hope if that was the case, then we should be back to thirteen and three next year. If not, we'll see. So I, I kind of I don't know if I liked him mentioning that as much as he did in his final press conference. Um, Zimmer also won't let the O line be the scapegoat. Um, he get he talked it like I did. He talked about how football is a, is a team game. Um, and the, the own line's not only to blame. I'm sure we could have ran the ball better, did better play action. If we weren't from behind in most of our games, we would have had better protection as well. So I agree with Zim in some aspects. But to see that he was not overly eager to improve the offensive line, I think it has some Vikings fans scared as well, or at least in the Reddit world. Um, Zimmer, Zimmer shared the same thing I did before the season started. Um, he said, you know, reflecting on the season, he thought the team kind of lacked a chip on their shoulder. There wasn't really a grittiness to this 2018 Vikings team. Um, 
And so I guess I don't know how that happened. Zimmer said he seemed he felt like he was the same to the team. Who knows? It's hard to be self-aware in that regard. But um, he was pressed in the press conference about it, obviously. And he, when asked, he says he has a plan uh, to get that chip on their shoulder back. So maybe it was going eight fucking seven and one and uh, not making the playoffs. But we'll see. Um, obviously, Zimmer's more of a private guy. He's never going to be the type to disclose a lot of things to the media, anyways. Um, but Zimmer's a stand-up guy. I love him very much as an individual. Hopefully you can get this team turned around. And yeah, I don't know. Josh, what's your input on the Vikings? I gave a little Packers input, but I ranted a lot there for the Vikings. So now's your chance. You're going to have to try that one more time. Sorry. Uh, You're just the worst. One more go. You like a bunch of losers in Minnesota. And, and, and the season recaps from Josh. Thank you, Josh. You're welcome. Is that your actual contribution? It's a funny joke. I don't know if you had anything to say, actually, or not, though. Um, well, I mean, I thought they'd do a lot better. I know you and I were talking about Cousins and how um, you weren't a fan. You're a fan of Cousins, but you weren't a fan of the signing, that sort of thing. And- yeah, it wasn't... I- I, was, I mean, I understand that's the market rate. I wasn't a fan of the paycheck, though. I think that money could have been used better elsewhere. I understand that's how the fo- football works. So I would have rather had Cousins than probably Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Bradford. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I've always, the, Mainly my Cousins fandom came from when I was the Redskins and Madden, and that was just my quarterback. So that's why I've kind of rode his jock as long as I have. Nothing against him as a human being, but obviously he struggled as a quarterback, especially Wait, in big games. human being? What are you talking You mean robot? He's he's definitely some sort of software program. He can only do what he's programmed to do, and that is it. So maybe if we look back into some of his worst games, was it raining out? Did he get water in his hard drive? <laughs> that might have been it. Yeah. Uh, one more thing about Cousins, I guess, that just came to my mind is, because um, like I said, Cousins was never going to be the Rodgers guy. Um, and any any fan that expected him to be like a Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, you're foolish. That was never going to be the case. I think the Vikings Alex. knew that came in. <laughs> Alex Williams, A-Dub. Um, so that was never going to be the case. Obviously, you hoped he would have performed a little bit better, but um, Cousins is just doing what he does, man. He's a pocket passer. He's not a scrambling guy, and he just does his reads. I mean, there's there's two there's two kinds of Vikings fans, Josh. One that yells at Cousins for checking down every other fucking play and getting garbage time stats or easy stats, whatever. And the second type is don't the, exist. Well, I was, well, I was gonna say the second type are the ones that yell at him for holding onto the ball and trying to make a play when obviously the receivers are covered right away. So, yeah, I do have a couple things to to say and stuff about Cousins, and and I know I've been ripping the guy, and and I have nothing against him. You know, even if he is a Viking, I, I've just never liked him as a quarterback in general. I don't think I don't think he was as good as everybody says he was. So, um, yeah, I, I can see why. Um, and you and I have talked a little bit about it. Um, listening to the radio i know that they've they kind of made excuses for him throughout the year and then near the end of the season they just finally gave up on him it seemed like mm-hmm. and and um one of the uh one of the announcers broadcasters um not pa um he was saying that cousins lacks the ability to play sandlot football so that backyard football you see russell wilson and rogers and doing um andrew luck all of those great quarterbacks that extend plays with their legs they said that when he gets in that situation, that's when he panics. That's when he does the silly things that he shouldn't do, um, holds onto the ball too long, and, and it's just bad. Um, and so that's, you know, that can be taken. You know, Peyton Manning didn't do that. Tom Brady doesn't really do that. Um, I mean, they can, they did, um, but that's because they had better composure. They were able to kind of hang in there. Um, I'm trying to think about it. Carson Palmer 
wasn't a mobile guy no big, certainly not big ben needs someone to carry him from each line of scrimmage to the line of scrimmage because he's that old so it's just you know there's there's definitely pocket passing in the nfl there's it's not all deacon dunk and um west coast type scrambling quarterbacks but um cousins just lacks that and with the offense that minnesota has they need that because paper mache offensive line as you called in the beginning of the season yeah but yeah. going back to that kind of keeping on this i'm adding another layer to my soapbox now um, and i don't think you were in this camp this company that was uh saying um kirk cousins is the in a great position compared to where he was in washington because he has so much more talent around him he's going to perform so much better because of it um my big thing my big argument was well yes he has better wide receivers but the offensive line is worse and they're like well he's used to a bad offensive line and um because washington had one well washington had a decent o-line um they just had a ton of injuries in his last year of his contract but then to say that he didn't have any weapons in washington is silly because i mean he had i, I don't even remember deshaun jackson wasn't he there he was there for a little bit jordan yeah. reed mm-hmm. um josh Doxson when he's healthy so he had weapons in, in a sense but um you know you're looking at alex smith and i believe alex smith had very similar stats to kirk cousins throughout the year but kirk cousins had the similar offensive line according to the vikings fans i talked to and um or some of the vikings fans i talked to and much better weapons so i don't know where i don't know where things changed because now they're all saying the offensive line is the worst i mean it is the worst in the league um behind arizona or in front of Arizona, I think Arizona is technically the Deshaun worst. Deshaun Watson got pressured a lot as well. It just depends on what stat you're looking at. I think the Texans O-line gave up the most QB pressure or something like that. Okay. But we were definitely in the bottom tier for sure. I think you guys were like 30th out of 32 is what I read last. Sure. Um, so it's, you know, it's, there, that is definitely something. But to, to say to the Viking fans out there that said, Kirk Cousins is going to do fine behind a bad offensive line because he did fine behind one in Washington, you were wrong. Yeah, Cousins, I mean, I don't want to talk about the Vikings too long because I think we've talked about them longer than the Packers, but I'll just say... It's okay, we can skip the Vikings all next season then. Cousins was Cousins. I mean, to me personally, as a Vikings fan, I think Cousins played to my expectations of Cousins. If he would have had more time, he would have been a better quarterback. If the defense wasn't playing so well against us, he would have been a better quarterback because Kirk Cousins makes his reads very well. Like, he's looking down the field. He's looking for open guys. If they're not open, he goes to the check down because that's what you're supposed to do in a play. Um, Other great, other good quarterbacks might, you know, roll out, do this, that, or the other thing, maybe force it in, throw up a 50-50 ball. Cousins just tries to be smart. He tries to be the best football player he knows how. But um, so I'm not disappointed in Cousins' performance. Obviously, you hope he would be better, but I think he was Cousins. Like he was what I expected of him, um, and I think the team kind of failed around him. And obviously, he wasn't perfect either. But <sighs> all right, uh, we'll be done talking about the Packers and the Vikings. Josh, do you have your spreadsheet up? Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Is that why you're frantically looking around your computer screen? No, I'm I'm just looking at it right now. Garlic, oh. eight and eight, five win differential, Josh, seven and nine, four. There you go. All right. So I mean last when we started out the when we did it preseason, we just kinda of went through all the teams and we can talk about our prediction versus reality and kind of what happened. Um this pod was always gonna be a longer pod anyway, so I, I am bad. Uh <laughs> I wouldn't say that's the case. Let's just go team by team and then we can talk final results at the end. So go ahead and give us Arizona, Josh. We'll go every other. If we can remember to. Um, I had Arizona going seven and nine, which is four off of theirs, um, three and thirteen record. They lost 
Mike McCoy, thank God, um, because he was just a disaster. Um, but then again, his entire team was a disaster, apparently, going 3-13. and 13. Yeah, yeah, because I had... But that's I had, because... Good. That's because Josh Rosen couldn't play his way out of a Madden campaign on Rookie. That guy is bad at sportsing. That's, have, that's Joe Webb in the playoffs versus the Packers. Josh uh, Freeman in for the Vikings. That is, he's bad. Uh, I'll have to take your word for it. I can safely say I didn't watch like any film. I didn't see any Cardinals games this year except for maybe that Thursday night game against Denver, which was a terrible route. Um, I predicted them an 8-8 eight eight out. That was me assuming Sammy Sleeves was going to have not a rebound year, but just be healthy enough to get some wins. Obviously, that was not the case. The guy started, what, four or five games maybe? Um but so I had him eight and eight. You had him seven and nine. Sporting News predicted four and twelve. So they were the closest to right. And then NFL Analytics predicted five point five. They finished three and thirteen, like you said. Um, and then Mike McCoy got fired. What week eight? Week six? Something like that. Something like that. And then uh, Steve Wilkes got fired at the end of the season. The guy only got one year with a garbage team. A lot of people are saying that's not fair, Josh. What do you think? Well, I mean, just take a look at um, who was it? I'm trying to think of the teams now. In the NFL? Yeah, who's the uh, new coach in... Um, well, it's Sean McVay last year. Rams. They made the playoffs. They're like 11-5. and five. Yeah, but it's a, that was his first year, and they were 7-9. and nine, The garbage before, they were complaining about the offense. Um, I'm trying to think of other... I guess I, don't, I didn't understand your argument there. You, well, I'm just saying that, you know, after one season, you know, you should be able to tell if you're going to head in the right direction or not. Oh, I, I so, see what you're I saying. Mean, they, ah, they I got Sean McVay. They had that explosive offense. Um, you know, um, I'm trying to think of other teams. I can't think of any right now. That's fine. Uh, I don't care. Last time we went through this, I, I mean, I'll I mean, admit. Doug Peterson last year, Doug Peterson joined. He was ranked as the worst offseason head coaching I mean that that's ranked as like a higher though. I mean that's not an actual stat. I'm right, saying Steve Wilkes only got one season. Like I'm just saying. Yeah, but that was his first season with the team. Right, but he did great. I'm saying that even coaches that do bad, like Mike Zimmer, had a bad first season. Yeah, fire him. <laughs> if that's your argument, fire him. I hate you. Um, anyways, what I was gonna say was I understand we're, we're taking some time here, and it is the end of the of the, la- the season recap. But last time when we went through this, we tried to play like a minute a team. I don't know if you want to play that game. Yeah, but. let's play that game. I'm hungry. All right, uh, I got Atlanta. I predicted seven to nine. You predicted fourteen and two. Fucking yikes! Ah, uh, that must have been an error. I think I had seven <laughs> and nine. Yeah, for sure. Um, Sporting News predicted ten and six, and then NFL Olympics had it more my way at seven point five. They went exactly seven and nine. Um, I got the prediction right on the head. Zero game difference there. Um, Dan Quinn wasn't fired, but literally everyone else around him was fired. And now Dan Quinn is going to again assume the role of defensive coordinator. So we'll see how that works out. That's kind of why he got the job. He was the DC in um, in Seattle. But uh, yeah, so Atlanta seven and nine. They had a lot of injuries too throughout the year. They lost Devonta Freeman. They lost their entire defense before week two. It looks like it sounds like who um atlanta they lost um i think they lost three corners by week three and then they lost Dion jones who's their like middle linebacker who's a stud so they i mean their defense was struggling because they just couldn't field the f- entire team i think they were taking fans and putting them in jerseys so certainly possible i mean it, it's they went seven and nine i have a few friends that are actually atlanta fans from down there and and they're the way you said that was funny you made it sound like at 
Atlanta. Sorry. I know because I was trying to think of words before I spoke them and it hurt. <laughs> gotcha. Um, and there's, you know, they're down on the season, but they're hoping for a bounce back. And obviously with that offense, they can. But yeah, my prediction was uh, I must have been drunk. 14 and 2. Um, Baltimore, you had 7 and 9. Wrong. <laughs> I had 8 and 8. Wrong. Also wrong. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, but everybody else apparently thought, because Sporting News said 7 and 9, and Analytics said 8.38. Um, their reality, 10 and 6. The emergence of Lamar Jackson played a lot into that, because I think they won the last six games because of him. Yeah, five I, of the last six. Something Lamar ridiculous. Jackson. I mean, getting rid, getting Flacco to there helped the defense. Obviously, best in the league. That helped significantly as well, which set I didn't record, see coming in. Set the record for rushing attempts by by a quarterback in the NFL. Over yeah, the and he played of the like season. five, six weeks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's fun news for those of you who don't have read it. Yep. Uh, Buffalo. I predicted three and thirteen. You predicted three and thirteen. Sporting News had four and twelve, and NFL Analytics had five point seven. Uh, we kind of all expected a dumpster fire, and they went six and ten. They kind of outplayed our expectations a little bit. I think a part of that was definitely Josh Allen. I, he'd surprised me. I'd say he performed better than I thought he would. I'm looking forward to the Bills next season. We'll see. Um, I'm not sure he has a lot of ta- talent around him, but um, when you we, cut Kelvin Benjamin. <laughs> That's true. When you cut, I mean, Kelvin Benjamin's on a playoff team though now, Josh. Or did he get cut by the Chiefs? No, no. Him and Andy Reid are—they're <laughs> going to that tour together in January. <laughs> oh, Mike McCarthy's just getting the seats warm for him. Yeah. Um, but yes. Hurry up, guys! <laughs> so Buffalo performed a little better than we thought they might. Yeah. Um, Carolina, you had nine and seven. I had eight and eight. Sporting News had eight and eight. Analytics had seven point two, and they went seven point nine or seven and nine. 7.9 oh numbers so we were all actually really close on this one um but then again it's carolina they'll be they'll be seven and nine or nine and seven for the rest of eternity it seems like they're always hovering around there except for that one off year where cam newton didn't want to jump on a fumble in the super bowl uh, yeah i mean it is surprising uh, they started out like six and oh or six and two and something like that though so i mean they had a really hot start to the season but sounds like cam was playing hurt a good for the good second half of the season missed like the last two three games yep so Yep, no, unfortunate. So. Uh, Chicago's up next, Josh. I predicted seven to nine. You also predicted seven to nine. Sporting News predicted seven to nine. Uh, NFL Licks predicted eight, ah, and they went fucking twelve and four. But I will point out, this was before the Cleo Mac trade. No, it was not. It was post Cleo Mac trade. I think the stats for Sporting News and NFL Analytics was after or before the Cleo Mac trade. Our uh, predictions we could have changed in post because I remember, I strictly remember me saying. I don't feel like this trade is going to impact their outcome or their overall performance that much. I mean, nope. So I, as someone who listened to pod five today, you said, I mean, I guess I don't have the dates on the articles, but you said you were looking for the most recent ones you could find because you wanted them to incorporate the Mac trade and whatever else had just happened right before the season. Um, Garlic, I wanted to point out that I may or may not have lied to try and get you to believe me. What you also said was, though, that you never doubted Chicago's defense. You thought they already had a good defense, so adding Khalil Mack probably didn't make their team significantly better. I was wrong. Um, right. You said the offense was their biggest question mark. So I was wrong. Yeah, Khalil Mack did have a big impact, and uh, the offense um, played well because of Matt, Matt Nagy. I, I do recall that conversation now. Yep. All right, so I just did Chicago. Uh, Cincy, you had 5-11. and 11. I had 6-10. and 10. Um, Sporting News had four and twelve, and then NFL Analytics had six point eight. They finished six and ten, and Marvin Lewis got fired after fifty-two thousand seasons of mediocrity. Yeah, sure did. 
Um, Is he uh, coming to Minnesota as an OC? Marvin Lewis? No. Get God. the band back together? <laughs> Hugh Jackson can be the water boy? I certainly fucking hope not. Um, obviously boy can it, dream. It didn't help that Andy Dalton get hurt, so I'm sure that Because they did, again, that's a team that looked good first yeah. half of the season. Dalton then, got hurt. I mean, Mixon went down for a couple games. He came back, though. Um, then I think week 16, I mean, they lost A.J. Green at some point, and then week 16, they lost the rest of their team. Like Tyler Eifert, obviously, he, he ends up on the IR sometime. I thought they lost him like week 11. Talking the whole team. Oh, yeah. No, they lost, yeah. Nope. All right, so Cleveland. I had 6-10. and 10, You had 5-11. and 11, Sporting News had 6-10. and 10, NFL Olympics had six wins. Um, the reality is they got seven and a half wins. They went 7-8-1. and one. Um, So we all, we all kind of predicted them to be a middle-of-the-road team. Obviously, it was, it's very clear that Hugh Jackson was holding that team back. Hugh Jackson gets fired midseason. Um, Greg Williams, uh, the, one of the most hated men in Minnesota, got promoted to head coach, or at least interim head coach. And then, I forget his name off the top of my head, but whoever their random running backs coach was became the OC and really kind of turned that team around and got them a lot of wins in the in the back half of the season there. So they finished 7-8-1. Seven, uh, seven, Everyone's talking about how the Green Bay head coaching job is kind of that one of the one of those top 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 notch because you get Aaron Rodgers and you get the history of the team. I would like to go to Cleveland as a head coach with all that youth around it. That defense isn't bad. Um that I mean I Baker Mayfield is stud. I love yeah. watching Baker Mayfield play. He is fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know if you saw the play where they did he did a fake toss where they did a fake jet sweep. They did a, okay so they did a fake jet sweep and I'm trying to explain it and give Payne a visual for our audience member. And um and and he flipped the ball to himself like he acted like he was passing it to the guy oh i, I did but he like flipped it backwards so it was like um flip cup kind of and then he caught it and then threw it and i don't know what the play ended up as but i'm just gonna pretend it was a 99 yard touchdown pass that seems the most reasonable safety Throwing up. Damn it. <laughs> no but see so yeah cleveland's an exciting team and uh you know, their defense was good in their own 16 year. I know that's hard to say, but um, so that does look like a team that's poised to make the future, but it's the Browns, so can't wait to see how they fuck it up. Right. Uh, Dallas, you had 10 and 6. I had 6 and 10. Sporting News had 9 and 7. And NFL Analytics had 7.4. They finished 10 and 6. Ding, 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 ding. My second perfect prediction. Good for you, son. Thanks, buddy. Um, yikes, I only have two. I don't want to play this game anymore. Uh, but so, I mean, yeah, just to give a little commentary on it, cause that's kind of the point of this pod. Um, obviously Zeke played well, Dak played, um, I think as expected, Amari Cooper definitely got them some extra wins there at the end of the season. Obviously I think his biggest impact was on Thanksgiving day. Um, that big game, I forget who they play off the top of my head, whether it's the skins or Philadelphia. Skins, cause Whoever it's it was, always it was the division battle. Game. Yeah. Cause it was a recreation of, um, Thanksgiving. Shut the fuck up. Cowboys did not really exist. Those were pilgrims, Josh, on Thanksgiving. Pilgrims, Cowboys, all wear funny hats. Hey, he got me. So do so do rich people with their top hats and their monocles. Anyways, um, they had a good running. They had a good running game, like I predicted, and a good, uh, better than de- better than expected defense. So that's that's what helped them get to the ten and six point. I think that their defense is what kind of uh, shocked me the most because they had one of those just amazing defenses that kind of flew under the radar for the most of the season. Um, Leighton Vander Ash, their rookie linebacker, is a stud. Um, I will give them a half a box of crackers for him to come to Green Bay. Not a bad deal. Think I mean, about it, Jerry Jones. Call Jerry us. Jones is from Texas. He loves his crackers. Amen, brother. Motherfucking cracker. 
um yeah no i mean that defense was a surprise which is you know i'm gonna i'm gonna say that's why they got four wins more than my prediction sure josh <laughs> you all i remember i could i remember i listened to this today and you were like i just can't stand jerry jones that was i think that's why you tank their yep, season a little yep, bit nope, like you that's, just don't that's, like... and that's probably why when we get further down the list there's other teams that uh are tanked and you're not Dak's biggest fan either um or at least you weren't in the i'm still not all right. Anyways, moving on. Denver. I had three and thirteen. You had four and twelve. Sporting News had seven and nine, and then NFL Analytics had eight and four. Um, they ended up finishing six and ten, so they out outperformed my expectations a little bit. I think their defense played. Uh, I know. I remember my biggest thing was I didn't think their defense was going to be good anymore. Um, their defense played a little bit better. They had a couple upset wins. They beat the Chargers. They beat. I don't fucking know. I'm not a Denver fan. They beat a couple other teams that were in, in an upset fashion. Um, they played the Raiders twice this year. Those are two free wins. So, um, yeah, six and ten, not a good team, but outperformed kind of what we thought. At least you and I. Yep. Uh, Detroit, you had at nine and seven. I had at ten and six. Sporting News at seven and nine. NFL Analytics had seven point three. They finished at six and ten. Um, I guess I I figured Matt Stafford, um, decent wide receiving core, not the best, but decent, serviceable, new running game, um, and then an okay defense i figured that they'd you know sneak some games out there their schedule looked a little bit easier they beat the patriots so good for them um yeah. but they swept the packers yeah apparently scraggle beard mcscraggles uh didn't know how to coach footballs so. matt patricia is his name yeah i guess gotcha um so i i'm sorry last just for denver i forgot to note that uh, vance joseph is out i think that's worth noting if your season's bad enough your head coach gets fired and then for the detroit jim bob cooter it sounded like they kind of mutually departed ways or like his contract was up and they just didn't resign him but yep. our boy cooter scooter is out so that day yep that was detroit green bay uh i predicted 11 to 5 you predicted 12 and 4 sporting news had 11 to 5 and nfl analytics predicted 10 wins they houston had, uh <laughs> they ended up finishing six and a half or six nine and one sorry i had to put the half in for stats but they ended up finishing six nine and one obviously mccarthy got fired week 15 whatever the arizona game was uh, they got fired right after losing to arizona at home um future uncertain we'll talk about kind of what we're oh josh will talk about what he's thinking for the future of the coaching staff later in the show but um they did not have a good season rogers played all 16 games so barely uh, they just i mean he, he played he played a total of 15 i would say <laughs> that might be true but in that the case if that's the case then so i, I know how you feel about rogers so i know i already know what your answer is going to be but would you rather have like a half-ass rogers out there or a fully healthy deshaun kaiser Half-ass Rodgers. Okay, well, you, that's why you won six games this year. Oh, no. And not 12 like you predicted. No, because if we would have put Deshaun Kaiser out there, we would have won five games. <laughs> All right, well. Congrats. You saw the Bears game. Okay, Josh. Okay, <laughs> I think that the only secret is is to every halftime, every, every halftime break, get Rodgers fucking hopped up on every single drug they got in the fucking locker room because that's why he won that Bears game. Garlic, quit uh Quit ruining my upcoming coaching predictions and changes for next season because you just read my notes. Vicodin's the coach for Green Bay? Or uh, Brett Favre is the new head coach for Ooh. Green Bay. It worked out for him. The addiction thing eventually got him a Super Bowl. Yeah. So no, I, I mean, he's already Rodgers has already got a Super Bowl. He's just coasting. There you go. Um, so Houston, uh, you had him at 10-6. and six. I had him at 12-4. and four. Um, Sporting News had him at 9-7. and seven. NFL Analytics had him at 9.4. Uh, they finished 11 and five so they're right between us so yeah you and i split the difference 
Um, I mean, yeah, Deshaun Watson came back, played a full year. He started off really slow, actually. It was a and slow then, start, coming off what, an ACL they, tear? Yeah, and I think they started 0-4. I think they started out 0-4 and, and then rocked off like 10, however many games in a yeah, row. Yeah, and then so um, I read something today. Um, everybody's saying AB is the best wide receiver ever. Julio Jones, you know, he's up there. Um, Michael Thomas. And then DeAndre Hopkins is in that conversation. And then when I read the number of quarterbacks he has played with in his career and then the stats that he has, he had 115 catches and zero drops this season. My God. He puts up numbers with Matt Schaub, Tom Savage, Brian Hoyer, Brandon Brian Hoyer. Whedon. Yes, I and and I I was high on him on the beginning of the season, and I and he was one of the players that led me to my uh, Hidden Oaks uh, Madden or Fantasy Football Championship. Oh man, I am killing in my fantasy football league. And so I, I thank him for that. But he is fun to watch, and he doesn't he's not as rah rah as Antonio Brown. And I know I'm over a minute right now, but um, I don't care. I, I I believe it was him where during an interview there. They're like, you know, you're one of the best wide receivers in the league, if not the best. And he goes, the best. And that was the end of the interview right there. And <laughs> he just, I was like, that is, he's a stud. So he's fun to watch. Um, yeah, moving on. Or do you have anything to add? No, I just say, I, I kind of, I was predicting in my head we were going to go with that conversation. I was just, I was just going to say, obviously, AB Antonio Brown is a signet, is a really good receiver, but he's getting soured in a lot of people's minds right now with kind of what a divas he's being. Same can be said for Odell. Extremely talented, but has got kind of got that more diva, um, emotional side to him. And you know, if you look at the story of some of those receivers, like Antonio Brown was homeless. I guess I don't know a lot about OBJ off the top of my head, but these guys come from not he a lot of privilege. I'll objects. say. What? Um, what? Grapefruits? OBJ has sex with inanimate objects. The kicking. Right, the, the kicking. That shut the fuck up. All right. Um, Houston, where are we? Back to Indy. All right. I predicted seven to nine. You had three and thirteen. Um, sporting... Sounds like a playoff record to me. <laughs> sporting News at six and ten, and NFL Analytics only predicted five point three wins. Uh, in reality, um, Indy went ten and six. As... All right. Go on. <laughs> what was that? For? I was going to interject, but then I realized that you were kind enough to listen to me. So go on. I mean, all I was gonna all I was gonna say was this kind of shows that uh, obviously a couple coaches came out of Philadelphia, the Super Bowl champs last year. Frank Reich went to Indy. D. Filippo went to Minnesota, obviously, um, and it, I think it shows that a lot of the offensive talent that came from the Eagles went to Frank Reich, and that's why the Colts went ten and six. The Eagles only went nine and seven. Obviously, both playoff teams, but um, Frank Reich I think was definitely the guy pushing Carson Wentz, and obviously Andrew Luck is a very talented quarterback, and so so was Carson Wentz. But um, I think that just shows that's. That's why Indy outperformed, and Andrew Luck was healthy all year. That definitely significantly helped them as well. Where'd, so, where did Filippo go? <laughs> he's uh, he's in the trash can right now. Oh, okay. Um, so he's still in Minnesota. <laughs> you live here, guy. Oh, um, yeah. My Indy prediction: If I'd have known Andrew Luck would have been healthy, he was throwing Nerf footballs at practice. That's the exact same fucking joke you made in podcast five. What? He was throwing Nerf footballs. That's two because weeks he was. Ago. I know. I'm just saying. Um, I I might have changed my answer. Um, I know that they've always had a questionable defense, so it, I mean, I'm guessing they got that a little bit better. Um, their run game kind of clicked midway through the season, from what I recall. So yeah, I mean, great, good for them. I'm happy that they're back. Andrew Luck's fun to watch. He's got a great neck beard and um, demeanor. And demeanor, he's fun. So. Nice tackle, nice sack. Way to kick my ass. Yeah, no, he's he is the. I mean. Trash talk from Andrew Luck and trash talk from Philip Rivers are the polar opposite. It's true. 
So I can't, I would love to see them meet in the playoffs just to hear them both mic'd up. Oh, that would be great. Um, Jacksonville. Um, Can we just Kansas City. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Jacksonville, uh, they played this season, believe it or not. Allegedly. Uh, You had them at 11 and 5. I had them at 13 and 3. Um, Sporting News had them at 13 and 3. And NFL Analytics had them at 10.4. They finished 5 and 11. I think I read somewhere that this team is built on their defense and their run game to run out the clock. Yep. And they are the only team without a hundred yard rusher this season. Wasn't good. Fournette obviously wasn't healthy hundred percent of the time. Their defense didn't live up to par. Um, and obviously everyone wants to scapegoat Blake Bortles. I'd say that's not hundred percent true, but no. I, I don't think he was helping the team. No, obviously he wasn't. They had, oh, good. He wasn't helping, but he wasn't the, the main reason they were losing either. Yeah. The, the team obviously has potential. I mean, they beat the Patriots. A lot of people forget that. They beat the Patriots like week three, week four, whenever that game was, the an AFC championship rematch. So the team, the team has talent and potential, but they just did not get it done this year. So we'll see uh, what Doug Marone and Tom Coughlin have in store. KC. All right, Josh. Let's talk about the Chargers. <laughs> no. So um, listen back to the podcast. Um, when we predict when i predicted this i had kc going five and eleven um that was mainly because i was not a believer in patrick mahomes i was like probably not in your first year as a 16 game starter guy maybe in a few years i know andy reed's pretty good coach but sorry mahomes you're just not the guy and boy was i fucking wrong yeah Um, no go through the rest of the predictions bud i I was defending myself i was admitting wrong i was admitting being wrong first josh had predicted the chiefs would go at 11 and 5 um sporting news was pretty neutral they had him going eight and eight and then nfl analytics um had them going 10 wins 10.4 i guess technically but they ended up finishing 12 and 4 so josh only one game off there obviously it shows patrick mahomes is more talented than i thought he was and andy Reid just proved that he's a good coach i mean it's not like i ever doubted that but yeah, it worked out. KC did a great job. They were the number one seed in the AFC this year, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah, we'll see. Starts playing in January. Midway through January, there's this worldwide barbecue tour, so they'll be done in January. There it is. Um, I have nothing to add. I thought, you know, I, I forget what I'd said, so I don't want to quote because it sounds like you have all my quotes written down over there, so I don't want to... <laughs> I don't want to say something and be completely wrong. So No, I don't think you said anything about it because we went back and forth like we did last time. So I think I had KC and I was like, yeah, not this year. So Chargers, you had 10 and 6. And I, I mean, I don't want to... I feel safe in saying you probably would have said something along the lines of uh, it being... Um, a homer pick because you're a big charger fan at the i time. am i'm a pretty big charger fan i mean i definitely think the team had a lot of talent coming into the year and i think i got you excited the more i talked about him throughout the season or early in the season but yeah no i went eight and eight kind of to be the devil's advocate and just kind of pick on you sure um sporting news had 13 and three nfl analytics had nine and a half they went 12 and four um i know we've exchanged a few text messages throughout the season as you mentioned since they're kind of your afc um homer or your afc pick um truthiness pick um truthiness they went 12 and 4 josh yeah but stats don't matter depends on where where how i'm thinking that day sometimes it's the gut sometimes it's the, okay it's the brain. okay um i mean yeah they had a great season melvin gordon's a stud um philip rivers is philip rivers i guess he's a crybaby but he's good at things keenan allen he had a healthy season yep so that was helpful and then their defense is pretty killer too mike um, williams also significant Mike Williams, yeah, he stepped it up this year too, so good for him. Um, but yeah, overall, you know, we'll see how they do in the playoffs, and we'll get to that later. Yep. 
I'm hoping for the best. Go Chargers. So Bolt I'm just Nation. curious here. I'm looking at your scoring system, and why do you have some negative threes that are blues and some negative twos that are oranges? And so I, I mean, that, not that anyone else can see this, but the so how the scoring works in that third column there. If you're within, so if you're within negative two to two, if you're within two games, then that's blue. That's like the top tier. If you're within from four to 2.01 or whatever to two from just above two to four that's an orange you were within four games within four two to four games and then anything red was outside of that so blue means you had a really good idea on how the season was going to go orange means you pretty much knew the general direction you they were going to be a good team a bad team or a middle of the road team and then red means you pretty much had no fucking clue right but i'm looking at this and some of them like you have a negative three should be blue where Los oh, Angeles Rams. I see that now. Yep. And I have a 2.5 that's blue. That should be blue or not blue, orange, right? Yeah, 2.5 should be orange. Your negative three that's blue is a lie and a cheat. Okay, Josh, excuse me. I made one mistake. I did this all by myself. I did it in a rush this morning. Anyways, yeah. So moving on to the Rams, I'll can correct that color later. Like Josh, you're ever gonna look at this fucking spreadsheet again? Uh, the Rams. I had him. Going. I already printed it out and hung it on my wall. Now I gotta print a new one. The Rams. They went ten and six, or I predicted they were gonna go ten and six. You predicted fourteen and two. Sporting News predicted twelve and four. NFL Analytics was very conservative. Only had about nine point two. They ended up going thirteen and three. Um, they got the second seed in the um, NFC. So we all knew they were gonna be a good team. Just it was kind of a question of how good. Um, I still firmly believe Jared Goff is a system quarterback. I think without Sean McVay as his head coach and offensive guru that he would be a more of an average Andy Dalton, Kirk Cousins type. But um, the offense played their lights out all year. They upset the Chiefs in a, in a magnificent blowout. Uh, it's a game to remember for a lifetime. Um, but so, yeah, the team was good. Everyone thought they'd be good. It was just good. It was just a matter of how good they were going to be. Defense, definitely some question marks there, a couple injuries. Aaron Donald, though, obviously that interior pass rush is second to none. So um yeah rams are good we all thought they'd be good that uh, josh i don't know if you got anything else but nope miami you predicted seven and nine i predicted two and 14 yikes Yeesh. sporting news predicted two and 14 and they get a blue whereas i got a red so good for them i guess nfl fuck you josh i'm not perfect nfl analytics had 6.7 um and they finished seven and nine so spot on gar um i guess i thought Tannehill was garbage and he is <laughs> Tannehill is garbage um I mean I know I know a middle of the road team when I see one of most of my green predictions where I got their record most of the right or most right it was pretty much the middle of the road team except for the Saints we'll talk about in a moment but yeah I mean they're just not a great team they they look good to start the season they were like 4-0 or they were like 4-1 and whatever they're a hot start Real rough finish. Adam Gase actually got fired, which surprised me. I think he's a good coach, but maybe just not the right fit for Miami and kind of their um, the the talent they have on that roster. But yeah, Miami, middle of the road, seven and nine. Not quite as bad as two and fourteen, but you know, not a playoff team. Yeah. Um. Minnesota. Yep. Minnesota. I had going nine and seven. You had eleven and five. Um, Sporting News had twelve and four, and NFL Analytics had nine point nine. So. Obviously, Vikings did not work out as expected to most people. I kind of more saw it coming, just as someone who, I don't know, can peel, peel, peel back the veil, if you will. They ended up going 8-7-1, and one, so I didn't get that, or yeah, 8-7-1, so I didn't get that perfect prediction down. I was pretty fucking close, though. Obviously, Flip gets fired. 
Um, and yeah, we already talked about the Vikings at great length. So Josh, next. New England, you had it 12 and four. I had it 13 and three. Sporting News had him at 13 and three. NFL Analytics had him at 11.3, and they finished 11 and five. So not a perfect year, um, but not a bad year for Tom Brady and the Billicheks. Yeah, I mean, two of those losses always come. It's like everyone talks about it, but the Patriots pretty much use September as like an extension of the preseason, so they've usually got two September losses. It was surprising to see them lose to the Tennessee Titans and the Detroit Lions, and I guess not the Steelers, but yeah, eleven right. five. We all knew they were going to make the playoffs, so no, no shocks there. Um, New Orleans, I had thirteen and three. You had fourteen and two. Sporting News had thirteen and three. And NFL analytics again being conservative, only predicted ten wins. They ended up going exactly thirteen and three. So both um, Sporting News and I had a nail on the head. We know this team had a lot of talent. Um, obviously, I mean, no one's had a perfect record except for one time. So that's the way she goes. You're going to get a couple fluke losses in there. Whether your team's tired, you're not trying very hard, you didn't game plan well, whatever. Again, we all knew they were going to be a good team, and uh, they're, I'd, I'd say the Super Bowl favorites for sure. So, Yep. New York Giants, you had it 7-9. and nine. I had it 4-12. and 12. Um, Sporting News had them at 7-9, and nine, and NFL Analytics had them at 8.003. Yep. Uh, they finished at 5-11, and 11, so dumpster fire continues to dumpster fire. Um, Shermer, right? Yep, Pat Shermer, head coach. Head coach. Still there. Um, they're going to give him a little bit more after one bad season. They're going to give him a little bit of a longer leash. I'm guessing his Um, quarterbacks, Eli Manning. I was going to say most likely because he has to sit in the same room as somebody breathes through his mouth. 99% of the time, two time Super Bowl champion. Yeah. Two two time Super Bowl champion, Eli Manning. I'm sorry. I'll be, I'll be a little bit more respectful. Joe Buck just goes to show you Super Bowls don't mean everything folks. Right. Right. I mean, you can win a Super Bowl, but you may not know how to tie your shoe. So I don't know how to tie my shoe. Right? He has the, I can see Eli Manning trotting out onto the field with those bungee laces. The ones that you just pull on and they bungee down. Yeah. The ones that glow in the dark too, because he's like, what if the lights go out? I'd personally predict Velcro, but I can see what you're saying for sure. No, because Velcro, he'd start throwing things in there like cotton balls. Just trying to what sticks to Velcro? Uh, I, I hate how right you are. Um Moving on, the other New York team, the Jets. I had two and fourteen. You had three and thirteen. Sporting News had four and twelve, and NFL Analytics had six point two. Um, they ended up finishing four and twelve. Josh, that was your other perfect team. You predicted them to be a dumpster fire. They were a dumpster fire. I did not get that right. Oh, sorry. I got the next dumpster fire right. Right, I was looking at the wrong four and twelve. Sorry, you were off by one. You got to yell though. You were within one game, so you knew they were going to be a di- a bad team. I think Sam Darnold surprised a lot of people with his uh, first game of the year, coming out and smoking the Lions. After that, though, not much to show. Um, I think Josh McCown started the game or two this year, so Sam Darnold wasn't perfectly healthy. But Todd Bowles got fired. So Todd Todd Bowles Todd Bowles, excuse me. He played. He coached like he, Bowles. I was going to say he uh, he took a bowel movement on the field every week. Yeah, so we knew they'd be bad, and they were bad. Next. Oakland? No, Philly is dead. <laughs> Oakland Raiders. I, I don't know if I have. I'm going to predict the sound clip, and if you correct me, you're wrong. Um, but this is got like, John Gruden's a great coach. He's the best. I'm a believer. Truthiness. Yeah. Gruden grinder. Wow. I mean, I guess I don't even have to play it now. Close your eyes. It's garlic. Um, Garlic predicted nine and seven. I predicted four and 12. 
Yeah. Sporting News, 7-9, and nine, and then NFL Analytics, 5.7. They finished 4-12. and 12. They're yeah. bad. <laughs> they were not good. Uh, definitely underperformed to my expectations. Allegedly, part of a grand scheme. Who will know until uh, or who will know um, until uh, a couple years pass? So we'll see if John Gruden's smarter or dumber than he appears. But they fired their GM. Mike Mayock is now in first time GM. We'll see how it goes. They're hiring the entire ESPN staff, so they'll be out. Mike Mayock works for NFL Network, but. Oh, they're hiring network analysts and stuff. Right. Now nah, so. nah, you're getting it. First John Gruden, then Mike Mayock. They got three first-round picks. We'll see. We'll All right. See. Next. I'm getting hungry, so. Sucks to suck, guy. We got a lot of pod left. Um, Philly, I had them going 13-3. and three. You had them going 13-3. and three. Sporting News, 12-4. and four. Um, NFL Olympics, 11.7. They ended up finishing 9-7. and seven. Squeaked in the playoffs of the sixth seed. Um, I remember uh, I had read an article right before the season started talking about how the Eagles were not going to live up to expectations as Super Bowl champs. They had a lot of coaching changes then. They just weren't going to, you know, be as good as they were, which definitely turned out to be the case. They were still not terrible 9-7, made the playoffs, but um, losing, not losing DeFilippo, I don't think that made a difference, but losing Frank Reich definitely seemed to hurt their their offense a bit. How many uh, Minnesotans were sent to the hospital um, post um, the game? post Sunday's game when they realized because they lost, they sent Philly to the playoffs when Philly won. Cause Philly won before Minnesota lost. And so how many Minnesota fans do you think went home, realized that happened, thought back to the NFC championship game last year, and then just said, well, this is it. I mean, both the games were at three o'clock. So to say they lost before we lost, they, or they well, won before they, we they lost. Did. It was, it was, there was still five minutes left in the game. Okay, well, I'm just saying, um, we were, to explain the Vikings fans a little bit, we were what you would consider dick drunk. Um, Big Dick Nick definitely took it to us in the NFC Championship game last year, and we were like, well, um, Josh, are you familiar with the term dick drunk? Don't want to be. That sounds like something I'd not be allowed to search online. Uh, I mean, it's when a female, um, you know, feels like the dick is so good that they're just almost uh, mesmerized by it, and they're kind of put in a trance, so they're like, Big Dick Nick, we need it. And so they put him in the playoffs instead of us. We you know, took a fall. So oh, okay. And and but I'm I'm listening in the morning shows and stuff that I listen to. Everyone's cheering for Chicago over um, Philly because of last. Because they're year. all whiny fucking babies. Right. Um, I next, knew Philly. So um, Pittsburgh. You had him at 10 and 6. I had him at 12 and 4. Sporting News had him at 11 and 5. And NFL Analytics had him at 10.9. They finished 9, 6, and 1. So it's kind of a down year. They didn't make the playoffs. Uh, they were relying on the Browns to make the playoffs, which is hilarious. Um, but, you know, it almost happened. Um, it was a fun game to watch the conclusion of. Um, but they didn't make the playoffs. Antonio Brown might be out. Le'Veon Bell is out. Um, Big Ben probably in a bathroom somewhere with some lady. And who knows what's going to happen with Mike Tomlin. I mean, Mike Tomlin will be there. Who knows what's going to happen with Antonio Brown? Just kidding. I think I read today that them getting rid of Antonio Brown would be like 30 million dead cap. So Antonio Brown's there to stay or he's going to retire. So, um, yeah. Yep. Um, I got it. Seattle. Um, I had five and eleven. You had six and ten. Sporting News had seven and nine. NFL Analytics had six point three. No one really had any faith in Seattle, um, and it was because the offense was shaky at best. Um, and they still, like I said, they're still shaky at best in a lot of cases, especially the offensive line and their defense. Just pretty much everyone from the Legion of Boom was gone. Um, 
but Pete Carroll surprised a lot of people. And uh, he. Russell Wilson. Can I finish? Yep. Pete Carroll surprised a lot of people and uh he had he had a lot of young guys on his defense and the defense actually played played pretty surprisingly well throughout the year so russell wilson obviously helps that team a lot he can scramble around get some great plays tyler lockett had a great year um doug baldwin coming back was okay uh, not not the hugest impact player this year but pete carroll's defense was definitely the biggest difference um in they, that they 10 led and the, 6 they led the nfl in rushing i would They're, say that I would, they, I would say that their running game made a huge difference too because of that defense so Sure. I mean, it's it's a one-two punch. If you're right, right, you're keeping your defense. Your defense is fresh because your running game is working so well, and then your defense is playing good. Yeah. San so. Francisco. Garlic, you had them at eleven and five. I, I believe you were just going off on the Italian stallion all during this prediction. Uh, moving on to the 49ers. They went six and ten last year. I have them going eleven and five this year, thanks to the Italian stallion himself, Jimmy G, handsome devil. Um, you know, they've got Kyle Shanahan. He's another uh, you know, he arguably is the coach who made Matt Ryan. Um when Kyle Shanahan was in Atlanta, that's when Matt Ryan was good. And now you can see what Matt Ryan is today. Um he's not bad but uh all right all right get the fuck out of here you know how long that goes on for um i don't need to listen to more circle jerk about the 49ers this year dude. garlic garlic has them at 11 and 5 and i think i have them at like 5 and 11 no you do not oh my god uh anyways in the offseason they added jerick mckinnon and richard sherman um they lost carlos hyde elmas duberville dante johnson and eric reed um in the draft you know i don't i don't know much about college football so i can't speak to it too well maybe they got some amazing picks but um they took an o-lineman they took dante pettis he's a wide receiver um and then you know a bunch of defensive guys so um i think the the 49ers are the real deal kyle shanahan is kind of like an offensive guru type coach although i feel like i can say that about a lot of coaches these days um any other thoughts about the nfc west josh nope. um any major disagreements with kind of what i said other than the 49ers i guess i have them at seven and nine i had to check there dude jimmy g is the real fucking deal i mean maybe they lose a win because they just lost Jerick mckinnon for the season but i don't know josh well you know when they say i don't know if you ever listened to the common man dan cole but when they say save the tape save the tape josh 49ers hope you understand why i had to play that whole thing josh save the tape now you understand <laughs> Yeah, no, bad. Um, I did have them at seven and nine. Sporting News had them at ten and six. They were on that Italian stallion D as well. NFL Analytics had seven and nine or seven point nine, and they went four and twelve, thanks to George Kittle. I'd say George Kittle definitely was a big factor in those four wins. Let the record show that my eleven and five prediction was assuming Jimmy G started the whole year, which he did not. So let's just. I, I was dick drunk by Jimmy G, but it didn't. It didn't work out. Okay, good for you. Moving on, the old TB, Tampa Bay. Um, four and twelve was what I predicted. Four and twelve is what you predicted. Sporting News predicted one and fifteen. <laughs> Zero faith there. Um, NFL looks a little more conservative with the four point one. Um, they ended up going five and eleven. So pretty much all of us were close except for Sporting News. We did all know they were going to be a bad team. Jameis Winston was out the first three weeks. Fitzmagic happened while Fitz or while Jameis was gone. Then once Jameis is eligible again, Fitzmagic goes back to bad. Who knows? The team was not good. Five and 11 not great uh dirt cotter out of there tennessee you had him at nine and seven perfect score good job um i had him at eight and eight sporting news had him at 10 and six and nfl analytics had him at 7.2 they finished at nine and seven um i didn't watch a whole lot of the games i know derrick henry waited till the playoffs to turn on his uh the running fantasy ability playoffs. the fantasy playoffs to turning on his, on his running ability but uh 
Um, other than that, I don't think that team had a whole lot. They're already talking about getting rid of Mariota and drafting someone new. So, I mean, Mar- yikes. And Mariota's not good. Um, they were, they were, I mean, they came down to the last game of the season for them. If they won, they would have been in the playoffs, but they beat the Patriots this year. I don't think they would have done much in the playoffs, though. So, um, finally, for this for this little bit, um, Washington, Washington. I predicted seven and nine. You predicted four and twelve. Spreading news had them at two and fourteen. NFL Little Lakes had seven point seven. They did go exactly seven point nine. I got that one nail on the head again. Um, I would have been wrong allegedly if Alex Smith would have played all year. They looked great to start the year. Alex Smith breaks his leg. Colt McCoy breaks his leg. Um, and the team. Josh Johnson. <laughs> right. And Sprinkle, or whoever that tight end is. Um, yeah. They ended- oh, Sprinkle's a household <laughs> name. I have someone in the cupboard upstairs. <laughs> I bet. Anyways, they go 7-9. to nine. Um, AD definitely helped him get to some of those seven wins. Obviously, Alex Smith helped him as well earlier in the season. But AD, I'd say, had a resurgence not a lot of peop- lot, not a lot of people saw coming. So good for that team. Hopefully, they can turn it around. Alex Smith gets healthy. But, um, yeah. So, um, Josh, I don't know if you want to go through any of those extra stats I had put no. down there. Okay, my guy. Uh, we can say I was the luckiest because I got six of the teams exactly right, but obviously that's just based on luck. I don't think there's a lot of skill involved. But uh, you only got two, loser. Yeah, well, if you if we go over to the uh, just overall stat predictions of season, I I guessed fifty seven point eight percent correctly. You guessed fifty eight point two. So while you had more perfect scores, we were relatively close, half percent off in overall. So sorry, did I beat you in the other stat as well? Oh yeah, you you beat me by. <laughs> You beat me by one game. Fuck it. No, yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, Josh, that was pretty much just for us. Um, we've been talking a lot on the pod right now. but Yeah, um, I'm already sick of my voice, and I haven't had to listen to it yet. I mean, you predicted the KC schedule almost fucking perfect. The only game you got wrong was week one. I um, And who'd they play week one? KC played the Chargers. So you thought KC probably was going to win or lose. I don't know. You were whatever you predicted was wrong, and that was the only thing you got wrong for Kansas City all year. Otherwise, you would have got their schedule exactly perfect. Aww. For those who didn't remember, we predicted all 256 games preseason, so it's not like we got to change our picks uh, every week as the season went on. And uh, Josh almost nailed an entire team. That's pretty good. Um, none of us got a perfect week, which I was hoping for maybe that might happen, but that'd be a statistical anomaly. There's Anyways, always next year. It's true. I plan on doing that again next year, doing all 256 games. I already did it for next year yeah schedule's out you have the opponents you don't have the schedule i predicted the schedule anyways outro uh, no uh, 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 uh. we still got two more segments guys this is going to be a meaty pod from the start and it's a meaty pod okay now we're talking playoffs playoffs Um, you don't have that sounder pisses me off well josh you didn't contribute to the sounder bank at all are you kidding me I think that keyboard's almost dead. Team has a bunch of you losers in there. I contributed. Um, all right. Anyways, you do you want to talk about your initial playoff bracket, Josh? Pass. I'll talk about your initial playoff bracket. So Josh had Minnesota the six seed, Green Bay in the five seed. So that's uh, that's where just genius comes in. Philly at four. Um, who the fuck was your three seed? Oh. New Orleans was your three seed. The Rams were your two seed. Atlanta was your top seed in the NFC. You predicted uh, Philly and Minnesota would move on. Or no, you predicted Philly and New Orleans would move on. And then New Orleans would beat Atlanta. Green Bay would beat 
um, the Rams, so it would be a, a Green Bay, New Orleans. I wish you could just shut your big yapper. Josh, why you got to be a little pouty bitch, huh? This is the podcast that was planned out. Maybe you just shouldn't work so late. Or maybe you could eat during the pod like I do. Exactly. Um, so you had New Orleans, Green Bay, NFC Championship game. And Josh, you had New Orleans winning that game. Um, I'll, I'll do it just like you did. Let's just say your Super Bowl matchup predicted was New Orleans and Jacksonville, and you had New Orleans winning it. Um, my original bracket, since Josh didn't want to go over his own, I'll have to talk twice back-to-back. I had... I don't know. I can, I can talk about yours. Do you have it up? Maybe. Give me a minute. It's in the, it's in the show notes folder. Fill, 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 fill people in on what you did for today. I did stuff and things, and uh, yeah, I did lots of stuff and stuff and stuff. So. All right, so Garlic's preseason predictions. In the NFC, he had Dallas versus San Fran in the wild card, the Rams versus Green Bay in the wild card. He then had Green Bay um, playing Philly. Oh, because Philly had the bye. Yep, for Philly was in the two seed. And then San Fran versus New Orleans. Then you had New Orleans advancing and Philly advancing. Um, and then he had New Orleans in the Super Bowl. In the AFC, he had Pittsburgh versus Houston um, and Oakland versus the Chargers. Um, the Chargers advanced to play Jacksonville. New England and Houston met in the second round, and then New England advanced to, to play Jacksonville. And then the Super Bowl is New England and New Orleans, and New Orleans was a champ. We both predicted New Orleans. We are Super bad. Bowl I had New Orleans as the number one seed in the NFC, and that came true, and I haven't won the Super Bowl, so that could still come true. Um, right, but looking at this, I mean, I'm not saying I'm any better because I had them in the one seed too. Um, no, you had them in the three seed, my guy. If you're going off of that, don't you remember I didn't care about the seeding? I just wrote it down because I'd forgotten to fill it out before, ahead of time. I mean, you wrote them down in their seeds. You wrote yeah, New Orleans I just wrote three. it in random spots. That's not how that works, Josh. You but, didn't give them a buy, so you obviously had them in the wild card. That's the three seed. Who did I give the buys? Atlanta and the Rams. You had you predicted Atlanta going fourteen and two. I guess. Well, anyways, who cares? You predicted Jacksonville and Houston having the buys. They don't have the buys. Me 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 me. I mean, you had Jacksonville taking a buy too. Me 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 me. Anyways, so obviously it's rough making brackets in the preseason. Um, but we Wait, had that a couple- was preseason. I thought you did that last week. Go fuck yourself. Um, but so yeah, we both had New Orleans winning the Super Bowl. That's still a possibility for both of us. Um, yeah. Josh, how do you feel about the playoffs this year? Uh, I feel like they're going to play games. Josh? Saturdays and Sundays. We got a podcast and a quarter to go. You can't just like finish strong. A podcast and a quarter? What are you talking about? So we have one more podcast after this. And oh, I thought, to you, meant finish this I thought you meant today. Hey, hey, no. hey, hey, guy, hey. Going strong. All right. So Saturday, we have the first matchup is um, Houston and Indy. That's what it is. Houston and Indy. And then we have, <coughs> I just don't know why I didn't pull this up. I thought I had it off the top of my head and I was fucking wrong. Wow. And then we have Dallas and Seattle. Yep, that's what tonight is, or Saturday night is. And then on Sunday, kicking off at noon, we have Chargers v. Ravens. And then uh, for the 3 o'clock game, almost 4 o'clock game, we have the Eagles um, at Chicago. So, um, obviously, we'll, go, we'll talk about our brackets in a second here. But, Josh, I mean, how do you feel about these playoff teams? Teams? Yeah. I'm I mean, actually... We I talked think we, about it on the phone. Yeah, we talked about bit. it on the phone. So, um, 
listeners, you can just reference our phone call. Yeah, just look yeah, it just up last night. It was call. like five, six o'clock. Yeah, no, um, IRS. Wait, not IRS. NSA. CNA. NSA. NBA. Yeah, the NBA listens to your phone calls. Um. So yeah, I, I mean, there's really even as a Packers fan, I'm excited to watch Chicago in the playoffs. Um, just because you know they need a taste of what it's like. Um. We talked about the Chargers a little bit. I said the Baltimore Ravens are kind of that dark horse where I could see them actually making it to the Super Bowl despite being kind of a last-second add into the playoffs. Defense wins championships is what people say. Yep. Um, Indy and Houston, I think I'm excited for that game. Battle for Texas. Um, And then, yeah, just going, you know, I'm looking at some of the matchups I have predicted. I I think the game that I'm not looking forward to the most is Seattle at um, Dallas. Just because you hate both those organizations? See, si, senor. I don't hate the organizations. I just hate gum chompers and butt slappers. Yeah, I can feel that. And clappers. I mean, Jason Garrett's much more for clapping. Than I guess, yeah, he's a but, clapper. But yep. um, but yeah, so, I mean, are we going to go over our brackets? Yeah, I mean, I, I just wanted us to talk about the playoffs in general for a bit. So, obviously, all the teams are the Colts, the Texans, the Ravens, the Chargers, and then the Eagles and the or the patriots and the chiefs and then the nfc obviously it's the eagles the seahawks the cowboys the bears um i'm getting the order wrong um the rams and then the saints so those are all the teams that made it uh, i think josh and i have talked about it in length in private but we're all I, I don't think we'll be disappointed with any of the playoff results it seems like it's going to be a good playoff year not a lot of lopsided matchups definitely most of these teams could upset the favorites so I think we're just excited. Um, and unless you have any other general thoughts, then you can go into your bracket if you want. Oh, so I, I said, then you can go into your bracket if you want. Okay. So I have, I have Houston losing to Indy in, in the wild card. And then I have Dallas beating Seattle. Um, on this for the Sunday games, I have the Chargers beating Baltimore, despite what I just said about them being a dark horse. And then I have Chicago beating, um, Philly, um, second round, or do you want to take your first round then? No, go go through your whole. Second bracket. round, I have Kansas City beating Indy, um, Los Angeles, the Chargers beating New England, um, New Orleans beating Dallas, Chicago beating the Rams, going into LA and beating the Rams, um, and then in the conference matchups, I have the Chargers advancing, getting past um, Barbecue Man himself, and <laughs> um, New Orleans. Because New Orleans losing at home is very hard, um, beating Chicago, um, and so my Super Bowl matchup is New Orleans and Los Angeles, with New Orleans still coming out on top. Yep. Um, so how likely do you think that is? Obviously, you put it together today, but is that what you actually think, or is that just what you're worth betting on? That's what I think. Okay, it's 100 percent accurate. Okay. I mean, some people would bet things differently than they actually think they'll happen. Um, so my, my bracket's actually shockingly similar. Um, I have the Texans winning on Saturday, and then I have the um, the Cowboys winning as well. On Sunday, I have the Bolts winning. That's a biased emotional pick. And then I have the Bears winning because um, I think the Bears are just a better team, and they're the home team. Um, so moving into the divisional round, I have the Chargers beating the Chiefs. I have the Patriots beating the Texans on the AFC side. And then I have the Saints beating the Cowboys, of course. And I also have the Bears going into Los Angeles and playing the Rams. Um, at this point, the only thing I'll say is this bracket probably isn't final. I'm probably going to tweak it or change it before the deadline tomorrow um, just because, I don't know, 
something feels wrong about this bracket. But anyways, I have my AFC Championship game as the Bolts and the Patriots. And my NFC Championship game is the Bears and the Saints. I have, just like you, I have both the Bolts and the Saints advancing. And then I have the Saints winning the Super Bowl again, just because I feel like it's good luck to keep them up there. But I don't think this bracket's final. I'll probably change it. But this is one I had put together like three, four days ago. So... That's just the one I read off. Um, we both still think the Saints will win the Super Bowl. We just had the Chargers a little higher than we might have before. So, Yep. Yeah, that's that's the playoffs, Josh. Now, uh, this is the final segment before the outro, but I expect you to put a little bit of thought into it. Off-season predictions. Green Bay's going to get a new coach. They're going to get some free agents. They might make a trade or two. What yeah. do you think? Um, I mean, Josh McDaniels is a likelihood from what i understand i mean i i'm kind of on the fence about that just because of what he did to india indianapolis last year um but you know who knows we'll see what happens um and so if if he i'm gonna put faith in uh brian gutekunst and what the fuck did you just say to me gm for green bay his name is brian gutekunst goody yeah i've never heard that name before and we talk about the packers all year i've never heard the gm's name that's well i'm sorry um but um, they're also in, they're also bringing in a lot of other guys. I think we talked about Jim Caldwell and um, another guy coming in that I just kind of shook my head at and I was like, absolutely not, please no. Um, so we're we're talking about that um, off season moves. I could see them making some free agent splashes. They tried to get into it last year. Um, they did. Um, I can say. Um, we're probably seeing the end of Cobb in Green Bay, the end of Matthews in Green Bay. Um, and so we're losing a couple guys there, but they're a huge cap hit unless they take a very team-friendly deal. I could see Cobb doing it to stick around, but I don't uh, I don't anticipate that um, just because he was very overpaid this season as well as Matthews, so they're going to want to free up some cap space. Um, I did read an article before this, or actually I saw the article. Um, AB has expressed interest in playing in Green Bay, um, so a trade might to happen. AB, though. <laughs> They're saying it, um, a trade trade could potentially happen, um, and so I I don't know how I feel about it. I don't want the diva attitude, but then I also kind of get a semi uh, thinking about a semi uh, thinking about Adams and Brown on opposite sides of the field with Rogers slinging the rock. That's what I have. That's all I got. I expected a little bit more out of you. I understand. Well, I talked a lot about the Packers beforehand. I mean, I don't well, you know. Talked about, you talked about in the rear view, Josh. We're talking about the future. Well, yeah, I can't predict the future as we've already gone over. I can't predict anything. Um, but as far as coaching changes, I think they'll keep petting around, um, see what he can do with the second season, um, a little bit more training with, uh, or a little bit more um, experience with the young talent that he has. Um, as far as the draft goes, there's two first-round draft picks. I'd like to see him use something on an offensive lineman um, and a edge rusher. Safety is in there. So, you know, if we can get a, any of those three um, in the first couple of rounds, I'd be happy. Um, maybe signing a safety in the offseason. I know that there's a couple of them that are going to be free agents. Um, this guy from Washington, HaHa ha Clinton Dix, he's going to be a free agent. Might sign him. Not. He's going to leave another joint on his couch while he's getting interviewed or he's getting drafted. When he got drafted, there's like a joint on his couch. No, I guess I didn't hear about that. No. Um, but yeah, so we'll uh, we'll see what happens. Um, I'm not going to try and get too into it because I'm going to be spending the next probably six months refreshing Reddit on a on a what regular do you basis. Do today? Right. Um, so yeah, there we go. Uh, I guess the only thing I'll ask you about the Packers is so you, so you think Petten might stay. I understand. And not 100% of the time, but pretty traditionally, the new head coach comes in. They bring in a lot of their own staff. So um, 
you think if Josh McDaniels came in, he'd only be concerned about the offense. That assumes Philbin's out, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess I didn't really is this, put is, too much is thought into be that. A, is this going to be an offensive coach to bring it in or a defensive coach? I would say that if there's – I would like to see a defensive-minded coach come in. Um, but, you know, if they come in with an offensive-minded coach, um, I could see them keeping Petten around just because Petten's already worked with the defense a little bit. They're learning that scheme, and reteaching that scheme would just kind of mess things up again, or reteaching a new scheme is going to mess things up. Um, put them back at square one, and, and with some of the talent, it might be square zero. So, Gotcha. All right. Yeah. Um, so for the Vikings, um, obviously Zimmer's still going to be here. There's not going to be a lot of coaching turnover. The OC search is going to be the biggest. Hugh um, Jackson. <laughs> biggest story of the offseason. Nah, PA came out. The God himself, Paul Allen, predicted there would be no Hugh Jackson in Minnesota. So um, Mike McCoy. Now we're talking, boy. Mike McCoy used to coach the Chargers. So. What do you want to do on first down? Run up the middle for a yard. What do you want to do on second down? Run up the middle for a yard. What do you want to do on third down? Punt. Boy, did I stutter. Uh, no, but so I I don't know, know a lot of the offensive guys around the league. I'm sure a lot of the Vikings faithful are just hoping Stefanski stays around, but Stefanski's already getting head coach interviews, so that's I don't want to say that's scary, but the, the guy was the quarterback's coach four weeks ago, and now he's getting head coach interviews, so it's definitely possible. We'll see how things go. Um, I, I don't know how they're going to go, though, for sure, obviously. Um, for free agency moves, I mean... Every single Viking fan wants it. We want a radical, um, a radical change or a radical focus on the offensive line. Whether that's drafting, whether that's getting free agents, I don't know. Um, I'll defend the Vikings organization just a little bit because the Vikings fans will constantly cry about the offensive line. The fact of the matter is, there's not very much offensive talent around or offensive line talent around. There, there's a few guys, obviously, but um, the Vikings drafted, what, 30th or 29th last year, so you're not going to get a off- good offensive guard or tackle at 29, so they'd have to trade up. Um, so, you'd, you know, you risk overpaying for a guy that might not pan out. Um, and then as far, free, as far as free agents go, you know, I mean – offensive line is one of the most sacred positions in the league no one's going to give up their studs lightly so we i've heard some people talking about trading xavier Rhodes. um or we got a lot of cornerback death so trading xavier Rhodes or re-signing bar but then trading him on his new deal stuff like that so um everyone wants radical offensive line change i don't know necessarily that we're going to get it the way mike zimmer just kind of talks about the offensive line maybe rick Smeal. i mean rick spielman ultimately makes those decisions um so i guess we'll just see what happens Ten offensive linemen play corner <laughs> oh god zimmer would fucking hope so um but so yeah, I mean, the, the, not too much is going to change in Minnesota. A lot of our core guys are under contract for at least a couple more years. Cousins, Thielen, Diggs, Kendricks, Hunter, Thielen's um, looking Griffin, for a new deal. Lamar, what's that? Thielen's looking I'm, for a new deal. I'm sure he's looking for some more money for Do sure. You think he's going to hold out? I don't think he's the type. But I mean, wide receivers inadvertently are always kind of, I don't want to say diva, but they're always a little more egotistical. They've got kind of, I mean, Thielen definitely deserves a good payday. I'm not saying he doesn't. I think his and um, Diggs' contract should be switched. I don't know about that. I mean, both guys had a thousand receive, a thousand yard, a thousand yard years. So, right. No, uh, I guess I know that's that your biggest true. thing against Diggs coming in. It was like, yeah, this guy got paid all that money. He never had a thousand yard year. And then he had one this year. So go fuck yourself. But, um, so maybe, maybe Diggs would be willing to kind of split money more with Thielen since they're both kind of equals in the receiving core. Probably not. Cause I mean, at the end of the day, receive um, players are going to care about themselves probably the most, but, 
um the dream is to have team friendly deals all around the boat so we'll see how it goes um like i said i don't know a lot of the offensive coordinator potential or who we could bring in so i'll just hope for the best stefanski seems okay he's just a guy who's been around the organization a long time so it's something you're already more familiar with but whatever stefanski was also coach ponder so who knows so um i'm gonna go are you done with the vikings Ah, pretty much. Like, I mean, the team's not going to change that much. There's only so many predictions I can make. The biggest, the biggest splash I can say is we might trade a, a top tier defensive person All right. to get some talent. We're going to go back to the Packers now because I, um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a, uh, I, I, I'm looking at a application for one of the uh, potential head coaches. This okay. is this is his cover letter, resume, whatever you want to call it. Yep. I believe that I am an excellent candidate. Great start. I will split 25 to 30 carries a game between Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones. Okay, I'm on board. I will make Aaron throw gooder passes to opener receivers. All right, good, great so far, nailing it. If it is third and two, I will try to make three yards. Unless we are on defense, then I will make them stop at two less than two yards. This guy's nailing his interview right now. I want to hire him already. There's more. If a player is bad, I will make them good or find someone gooder. <laughs> I will focus on having more points when the game ends. Hire me. <laughs> is there a name or a person attached? That is just a funny application. So the comment, it's Reddit application, by okay, the way. Okay. He checks all the boxes. I'm on board. You know, we're in an agreement here. So right. this guy's getting hired. Yeah. Next question. Is his name Mike? Because... The last eight coaches for Green Bay has been Mike. Mike something? No, literally. <laughs> it's been, I think the last four, four out of five or five out of six have been Mike something. Yikes. Is his name Mike? It's Max. It's like Mike, but better. No, no, I'm sorry. Your name is now Maximum Mike. That is your name. So Maximum Mike is going to be the new head coach of the Green Bay Packers because he can make Aaron throw gooder passes to opener receivers. <laughs> That is my outro. I'm going to go eat dinner. <sighs> all right. Uh, that's all we had, folks. We yeah, did. a bunch of losers in Minnesota. Shockingly, other than our live draft podcast, this is our first 90-minuter. We've never gone quite this long. Jeebus criminus. Yeah, it was a girthy one. We knew it was going to be a girthy one, Then we had a lot to talk about. We're talking about an entire NFL season, Josh. 90 minutes, I'd say, is, uh, is not bad. Um, so that's all we had, folks. I mean... Uh, shout out again to Kyle. Um, I know you, I don't want to say you requested it. We were going to do this, but thank you for gaining some interest in the show and um, expressing interest in listening to something like this. I hope you did. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Eric Landvik, if you're out there, um, you say I, we keep you entertained at work. So hopefully you're listening to this at work. We're going to post it on a Friday, or it's going to get posted. To, so it's Friday night. So this will come out. It'll be published Saturday morning, likely. So hopefully you don't forget about it uh, over the weekend and you do listen to it during the week. Um, cause I'd love to keep you entertained at work just a little bit more. Um, but, uh, thank you for listening. Jamie, you're probably done at this point. Um, Ryan Walters definitely might give us a listen. This is a 90 minute though. And Walters isn't the biggest football guy. At least he doesn't watch football. Maybe this will be a nice happy medium for you, Walters, instead of sitting down and watching games that are three hours a piece. So 256 times three, that's over 750 hours of football. It's over 760 hours of football in a year. We compacted the whole damn thing into like 45 minutes. So, um, maybe this, maybe this is the avenue you want Walters. Nikita, if you listened, um, we don't talk about the league anymore, but if you listen, thank you, Nikita. And I feel like I'm forgetting one person. I thanked Kyle, thanked Nikita, I thanked Ryan. Oh, Eric's. Eric's Kesteris, my, 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 my Latvian friend. Um, 
If you listened, yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. We just talked about the whole season. Didn't talk about anything too specific. Um, Eric's, the only thing I'd say to you is we, unless Josh keeps bitching out, we've got one more podcast planned. So hopefully um, we'll get that out within a week or two. That's a nice little present for you renaming the league. Again, it's not a present that anyone asks for that anyone realistically wants, but uh, we're going to give it to you, or at least I'm going to try my damnedest to get it out to you. Um, and then, like I said, Jamie, I think you're already done. So thank you, everyone, who's listened this year. Um I, you know, I look at I look at the statistics for the podcast every once in a while, and it looks like we have more listeners than the the five or six I just listed out. So if you do listen and you haven't made yourself known yet, I mean, we could chat we could chat you out. Jesus, we could shout you out, or we could try and tailor the content to you just a little bit better. Um, so if you just want to make yourself known and kind of just let us know for next year what you like to hear about, um, that'd be that'd be good for us to learn in the off season as we're going to make a lot of changes here um, for the next year. So. We got one more bonus pod coming out that's not going to be interesting to anyone, but a very select group of people. So if this is the last thing you listen to, I understand. Um, we'll probably be back in March, like I said, um, with either one or two podcasts of talking free agency. Then we'll obviously be around for the draft. And then, so we'll, we'll do at least one in March. We'll do one in the end of April or two if we do one pre, one post draft. And then, I mean, after that, it will, we'll, we'll be out until August. So, um, again just thank you one more time everyone for listening i know i called the last one our season finale um that's mainly because that was our fantasy focused season finale this one was the season recap i call it a bonus pod but um it's still included in season one for paperwork and filing purposes anyways i've talked way too long um hidden oaks overdose at gmail.com um hidden or facebook.com slash hood pod levi oki you're a beautiful man um thank you everyone for listening i genuinely appreciate it and uh you know josh and i do this podcast for us we like to try and keep people entertained we definitely keep ourselves entertained but um it's always nice to know someone's listening and uh you know paying attention a little bit so love you bye